Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Number three on a Friday. Hope you're having a good one. Cool and crisp out there. Football weather. Ready for some playoff stuff tonight. We've been hitting a lot of that. Longhorns get the big win against Creighton last night at the Moody Center. More Longhorn stuff and conversation coming up with Jeff Ketchum of Orange Bloods. I did see the picture of Chris Paul now. Uh, the Kanye, the picture Kanye put out there. Somebody, uh, one of our listeners is saying that TMZ apparently has double-checked the story and they say it's not true about Chris Paul. Yeah, of course not. Not true. They say not true. Female listener number one letting us know that one. Yeah. Okay. And who knows if it was Kanye that went on the show of Alex Jones yesterday. You couldn't see his face. What do you mean you couldn't see his face? He keeps wearing these ski masks. Like he's about oh. to go rob banks and stuff. Like, Oh, that's I don't know if I, it's a shiesty. I don't know what it is. Is that who I saw on a mask the other day? I saw some <laughs> random. That's somebody made a reference. It was to Kanye. Now that I think about it, and they put the picture up of yeah, some guy with a wee, with like a skin tight mask on his head, yeah. whole, covering the entire everything. Yeah, that was crazy. All right, uh, so we got all that going on. Uh, we got a lot of football going on, too, getting ready for uh, a huge NFL weekend, championship week. Somebody asking on the text line, Chad, can I get a fight on from you for tonight? Normally you can't because I don't really root for USC that much, but I want to see that show get into the playoffs. So, yes, fight on, beat the Utes. I want to see Williams and that crew Yeah, you know, facing maybe a Georgia or Georgia, whoever ends up number one. I kind of like to see that in the first round of the uh, of the playoffs. All right, uh, Zay, what was that beat? Forgot to ask. Oh, that was crisscross tonight's the night. Oh, produced by Jermaine Dupree. Crisscross. Yeah, huh? that was when crisscross got a little older. They started wearing their clothes on the right side. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah, different era of crisscross. Uh, you got you got to really trust people if you're going to do that full full <laughs> on, man. You do. You got to have people to help you with that if you're yeah. going to play that bit out all the way. All right, let's go to the Vaqueros Cafe and Cantina Hotline. We'll talk some Longhorn stuff and see where else we can go with the one and only Jeff Ketchum of OrangeBloods.com. At GK Catch on Twitter. If you don't follow him on Twitter, welcome to Twitter. You need to. He's been there for a while. It's a great follow. What's up, Catch? How are you? What's up? I first of all, that felt very much like a love making beat coming back in. Like it just felt like (laughs) in 2022, if I was in the age where I would put on mood music like I used to, that that might get played. Uh, and then I was thinking about the time that Chris Cross was on a different world. Oh, yeah. I thought about Chris Cross, but once upon a time they were in an episode of a different world. And so huh. while I was listening to you two, I was trying to remember <laughs> the specifics of the Chris Cross. Uh, episode. See, I don't remember completely coming to me. Yeah, I wasn't. I don't remember that. I was with D- Different World through. 
I don't know how many seasons they had. I don't think I went all the way to the end, but I don't remember Chris Cross being on there. Yeah, Different Worlds before my time, but I could never get into it. No? No, I never got into Different Worlds. Oh, I was there. I was was a big Cosby Show fan to start with, so I was with Denise no matter what was going to happen. They could have had Denise, you know, at the next job and grad school. Like, I was going to follow her wherever. Uh, The stories kind of fell apart after a few seasons, but I was with her in, in the beginning. I love that show. That was good stuff. I uh, you can still watch a different world on some of the some of these cable channels. Like every once in a while, if you just go through the menu, a different world is always on. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad By that way, it appears that that would have been season six, episode eleven. They made Chris Cross a couple. I'm watching it on YouTube as I okay. talk. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that makes sense. They made them like prison gangbangers. Oh, wow. Oh, See, that yeah. makes sense. There is no way I got into season six <laughs> of Different World. I know that for sure. I know I was with them for a good three, four solid seasons. No way I got into six. Other things were going on by season six of, of a different yeah. world. That's a long time in college, by don't way, you think? Yeah, right. I, I couldn't extend into college that far. <laughs> I couldn't do it, Catch. Before we talk about UT, can we just – I want to go back to the Kanye thing for a second. Please do. That is one of the all-time great stray bullets <laughs> that, that, that Chris Paul woke up to this morning. You had a guy who yesterday who got himself into so much trouble on Alex Jones. When Alex Jones is pushing back on your extreme opinions, yes. you know you've gone too far. Right. And so what, was, what did he come up with? that would distract from the fact that even Alex Jones thought he was bat you know what crazy yesterday he's like you know what my ex-wife what if i take the mother of my children Man. and just throw that chris that chris paul grenade out there as a distraction and it kind of worked cuz all we've done all day long is wonder did Kim K and Chris Paul hook up in the playoffs? And you know, is that a car? Is the reason why he doesn't have a ring is because of the Kardashian? Uh, ah, like there's ah, a lot of man. stuff there to unpack. Yeah, there is. That is that is a wild 48 <laughs> hours right there, man. Oh man. All right. So, um, speaking of uh, of a wild time, catch. Let's start with last night at the Moody Center. Another big win for this Texas basketball team. They whipped Gonzaga the way they did. They certainly didn't whip Creighton, but I think they controlled the game throughout. They answered all the questions they needed to and got another win over this time the number seven team in the country. What do you make of this basketball team? They can beat really good teams when they don't play well. And that cannot be underestimated because, Chad, you and I have watched a lot of college basketball, whether it's Texas or Texas A&M. We've seen both of those universities have good teams. And sometimes it feels like they have to do everything right to, to beat a Kansas or a Kentucky or you know, some of the teams that they just run into all the time. Anytime Texas has ever played Duke, it just felt like pulling teeth just, just to play a good game, whereas they normally do really well against North Carolina, I didn't think Texas played well last night, but they made Creighton also not play well. And, you know, that's a resume stacker. They now have another really good win under their belt, and they didn't have to put forth, I think, a Herculean performance to get there. So, you know, I think it bodes well for this team when it gets into March. The ability to win a game or two in the tournament when you're not great uh, is often a calling card of teams that will make really deep runs. And I thought that's what we saw from Texas yesterday. Creighton, I was really impressed by Creighton 
and yet Texas played poorly and beat them. And I think Creighton will be, I think, a dangerous team. Weirdly, for they could have easily have won that game last night, and then we, Creighton would be saying the same thing. We played ugly, but we also made the other team play ugly. I think it's a game that travels well in March. Yeah, I'm right there with you, Jeff. For a team as good as Creighton to be held to the bad shooting percentage that they were held to, it shows how good Texas are with them not playing as good. But let's go to football. The Horns football team finished 8-4, and four, get the win against Baylor last week. B. John Robinson had a terrific game, but... Eight and four with all the close losses to TCU, to Oklahoma State, to Alabama. It just feels like they left so much on the field. And you see Kansas State and TCU playing the Big 12 Championship this weekend. And all you could think is what could have been. How would you look at this season, Jeff? It was okay. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't really get into the what it could have should is too much because, you know, there were some what it could have shows that could have gone the other way. Like, what if Xavier Hutchinson, uh, you know, it doesn't inexplicably drop a surefire late game touchdown for the second week in a row? I mean, he was the Big 12's best receiver this year. And you know, Texas may have gotten the ball and gone, on, gone down the field and scored and won that game anyway. But that Iowa State game was a one possession game and, at home. And, you know, those things tend to work themselves out. I, Texas was legitimately and deservedly an eight and four type of team on their best day. Uh, there's nobody in the big 12 that they can't beat, but on their worst day, they can get into some Russell tussles with six and six and seven and five type teams. And I think sometimes playing down to the competition is one of the things that as Steve Sarkeesian tries to continue to take the program forward. It's about setting a bar that every week you play to your bar and, and what the other team does uh, more times than not doesn't matter if you play to your bar. That's not really who Texas is right now. They are in the middle class, I think, with some upper class tendencies. In, but, but they've, you know, they've got to learn more consistently to play good winning football. And, you know, the TCU game was really recent. So it's not like this team went out and got hot late and ran the table down the stretch. Uh, it was playing its best football. You know, if you look at the last three weeks of the season, it really was kind of a microcosm of what the entire season was. There's a close but no cigar. There's a little bit of regret. There's also a whole lot of, wow, Bijan is spectacular uh, with some Roshan like, leaps involved. And so <laughs> I think the final quarter of the season was kind of a microcosm of the larger season. It's a program that still has some stuff to take. Talking with Jeff Ketchum, orangebloods.com. Catch obviously the stories coming out this week about Longhorns stating the intention that they will go into the transfer portal once it's allowed on Monday. Uh, give me a thought on Hudson Card and Troy O'Meary and then anybody else that you thought was you know, an, an impact or you know, a re- reaction worthy. I guess maybe Carrick is another guy there. But give me a thought on those two guys, where you think they could end up. Hearing some Notre Dame buzz about Hudson Card, especially now that they've lost their starting quarterback. One of the things about Notre Dame that is interesting is in talking to reporters from uh, that cover the Irish this week, they are lame in the portal because they can't get any of these kids to tra- get their tra- – they can't transfer credits over. So it's really hard for Notre Dame to get stuff done in the transfer business. But if it's a grad transfer, 
then they're more easily and able to get guys in. Hudson Card getting his degree and making himself a grad transfer makes the Notre Dame thing possible. And, and Notre Dame sh- has to shop in a, in a store with limited garments. So it, it potentially could make that. I know there are some places that you know, his issue is there's a lot of schools, good schools, have their quarterback plan lined up. And bringing in a guy can potentially unsettle that a little bit. So he's got to find a program that where he can go right away, uh, but also not a program that has, you know, a badass freshman commitment lined up. You don't want that guy to transfer. You don't want your guy who's about to sign in December to get scared feet. So he's got to find a unique situation of, and I've always thought he would follow Tom Herman. So I think Florida Atlantic is still potentially an option if he doesn't have better options. I think Florida Atlantic is floor. I mean, Tom Herman, I think, would take him in a heartbeat. Um, the rest of the guys don't really matter. They weren't going to be on the two deep, other than you mentioned Carrick as kind of a, an extra heavy set tight end, kind of blocking tight end. And that's not what he wants to be. He wants to be a starting tackle somewhere. Beyond that, I don't think any of the guys that were leaving are guys that figured into UT's plans next season. So their departures are a really good thing for the program. It gives them some scholarship flexibility. I expect more attrition to occur, and it will ensure that this recruiting class gets in under an 85-man roster with some room to address some needs in the portal. And I think that's kind of where Texas is. I think you'll see some more fat trimmed off the roster. Uh, I mean, if you look at the roster, there's some obvious names where it's like, is that guy really going to stick around? And it's like, oh, yeah, no, they got a pancake factory. Maybe he will stick around. (laughs) Some of these dudes ain't leaving and getting 50000 elsewhere. uh, But, yeah, I think what happens that's really interesting now is what Texas does in the portal. There are guys that have gone in this week, and a bunch of them are getting uh, scholarship offers, and they're making plans. And I think if you're Texas – you're looking at what's already in the portal, and you're wondering what else is about to happen when the portal officially opens up uh, on the 5th. It, it, it could be anything. And so I think that they're, pro- they're, they're doing some vetting right now of guys that are in the portal this week, but I think they're also waiting to see what it looks like come next week when it really could be unlike anything that we've seen in college football before. And I say that with respect to – Caleb Williams and Jameer Gibbs, a number of really amazing. I mean, probably the Heisman Trophy winner of this year was in the portal last year, but I think there's a real chance that we see an upgrade in the quality across the board of what becomes available. Uh, and I think Texas is, is, is just waiting to see what happens. Jeff, with that upgrade in the transfer portal on the talent and whatnot, where do you think Steve Sarkeesian and this coaching staff is going to look, or what do you think this roster needs in order to get better for the 2023 season? Well, they're definitely going wide receiver. I would, I would at this point, kind of be stunned. They're down to 10 scholarship wide receivers on the roster right now. That includes the two coming in um, with Ryan Niblett and uh, – and obviously, you know, one of the top commitments in this class is John T. Cook, but that also includes uh, Xavier Worthy. You know, that includes maybe a couple of guys that could leave. You don't know how comfortable is Jaden Alexis right now and his position on the depth chart. There are a couple of receivers like that where you just wonder what their roles are. So I think that they've got to rebuild the wide receiver depth across the board. And I think you'll see 
they'll go get another high school kid in this class, but I think they'll get at least two guys in the portal. I've heard that a um, little bit of scoop from uh, our war room last night, but the Longhorns are looking really good for maybe the top wide receiver prospect in the portal right now. Um, the, 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 the kid from uh, Missouri, I think there's too many damn names in my head right now, <laughs> but they, you know, they are, I think going to come out of uh, Dominic Lavette is the kid's name. Sorry. Okay. I just strained a little bit. 56 passes last year for eight forty six and three touchdowns. I know pro football focus as like a first team, all sec player this year. There's a lot of talk that Texas is already in a good position with them. I have been told for a while now that there was another sec receiver that if he entered the portal, the Longhorns would, would be a school he'd be really interested in. He hasn't done so yet, uh, but I'm hearing that the plan is still for him to do so. So, again, I, I think there's still a lot of guys are waiting to finish up finals. Then they can go home and not ever have to say or see these people face-to-face ever again. Mm. You know, like there's some, some uncomfortableness of you're still in town and then announcing your departure You've got the games, the championship games this weekend. You've also got guys who are behind the scenes working out where they're going to go before they ever put their name in the portal, which is how you see a guy like McNamara from Michigan put his name in the portal one day, and then he's already made a decision to go to Iowa the next day. It's like, how did that happen so fast? And it's like, if you don't understand the answer to that question, you really don't understand how college football is being handled in this current age of, of where uh, of, of where things sit what would be viewed as tampering and collusion is really just seen as friday uh in the modern day in <laughs> all right catch uh before we let you go give me a two-parter here will Bijan win the doke walker and will tcu win the big 12 championship in the morning yeah i think Bijan's gonna win the doke walker i think the last you know, I think Blake Corum, his injury it may cost him a spot for the Heisman in New York as well. Like it just bad timing because it really looked, it looked like he was the MVP of maybe the best team in the country, which is the way you can win a lot of these awards. Uh, I think the Toke Walker Award also has like a, a sweet spot for running backs from the state of Texas. It seems like historically guys from the state of Texas are viewed pretty well by the Doak Walker Award. So, yeah, I think he's going to win that. Uh, I think Kansas State might win tomorrow. Mm. I, think it's, I think the Big 12 championship game for me is the one where of all the teams, and USC is going to have a fight on its hands this weekend, but something about tomorrow early in the morning, that 11 o'clock kickoff, I think Kansas State's going to show up. And I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. So I think that it's either going to be the game where Max Duggan cements himself as a Heisman finalist because he's able to pull it out late, or it will be a game where uh, the opposite occurs. And, and, Chad, you know, I mean, think back to Michael Bishop was never going to be able to, I think, pull the Heisman away from Ricky that year. Right. But for A&M to do what they did to Kansas State, if we go back all those years ago, they would have been that team that if they win, they're yeah, a playoff. You're right. And, 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 and you've got a quarterback who goes in, and he kind of just has – he runs into the wrong team on the wrong day. 
Kansas State was already a team that was almost the wrong team on the wrong day earlier this season for TCU. I just there's a, something about that game tomorrow. I just have this, and I have a lot of respect for TCU. It's not like me calling them a fraud by any stretch of the imagination. I just think that Kansas State, if Will Howard plays, and I, and I expect him to do so, uh, I think they're going to score a lot of points. And it just that game may turn into 50-50. And the problem with 50-50 is tails can pop up just as easily as heads. And if you're a team in a playoff hunt, um, that can sometimes just be a really bad luck of the draw. Yeah, that's interesting. It's also fair to point out, of the five Power 5 conferences, three of those title games happen at 7 o'clock our time, one happens at 3, and the Big 12 is the only one that kicks at 11 in the morning. That's the only one of the Power 5 that makes those dudes get up for a clunky start time. That is, I'm just, just pointing it out. Right, that's five o'clock out in Cali tomorrow or tonight for for or in what Vegas is one or two hours back. I mean, it's they're all at like really normal times except the Big Twelve. All right, that's Jeff Ketchum, OrangeBloods.com at GK Catch on Twitter. Catch, we always appreciate it, man. Enjoy the games this weekend. Enjoy the NFL. I hope you get to watch a Cowboy bloodbath over the Colts because that's what it needs to be. We'll talk to you next week. All right, my man. You guys have a great weekend. Good Thanks, stuff, Jeff. as always. Interesting. Yeah, I, I'm I'm not going to be absolutely shocked if K-State jumps up and does that. They no, were, not one bit. They were up 28 nothing on them. I think it was in Fort Worth. Yeah. Yeah, and to B. Lang's point, he said, go look at the Iowa State game. Adrian Martinez was running the show when right. they won that 10-9 to game. So it's a completely different offense with Will Howard running the show. I do hope TCU finishes this off, though. It's a hell of a story, uh, and it is amazing that Brandon Lang pointed out, he says, in his memory, he does not remember a team that's ever covered every spread. He said they'll have covered every spread if they win this game by three or more. Right. That's crazy. Uh, So that would be a pretty wild way to finish uh, a a season. All right, so thanks to Catch for his time. Up next, why today matters. Got a couple of big birthdays, including one in the NFL, that'll get us back to that discussion, because this week in the NFL is flat awesome. Let's give those games some attention. Coming up on the Horn. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Yeah! Yeah! Okay! Okay! Y'all know who it is. Who is it? Let Josh! Nissan Boy! Yeah! I got my same kids with me, too. Live show. We gonna do this by the real. Would you believe I knew it before he said Lil John? <laughs> Yo, during all that pause, he was swearing the whole time. I do, I do know that in general the yeah I do know that in general that's Lil John. Is there anybody else, Zay, that is known for the same way? No. Okay. No, it's I wouldn't say it's like DMX, but it's like a South version of that. Just kind of the screaming, the intensity. DMX more of a bark or a growl? Yeah, more of a bark or growl. DMX way more lyrical than Lil Jon. Sure. Lil Jon was just more yeah. crunk music, as he would call it. <laughs> but 
that era that Little John was hot, probably 2000, 2004. Incredible. So this is Little John is a part of a song that has become so trans transcendent across all like demographics, races, and ages. That song from Usher, yeah, that he's in. So a few years ago, we're driving in the car. My wife is playing different stuff. That song fires up. And right at the beginning, from the back of the car, my daughter, my niece, my nephew, and my brother-in-law, all at the same time, gave us the, okay! <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> Scared oh, me to I death. would love to see little white children doing that. Scared, that sounds amazing. Scared me to death. That's what we need. Yes, that absolutely. That's what we need in life. Absolutely. If we can't have, if you can't have rap and hip hop songs that are scare, that are entertaining young white children and scaring the older white community, well, what do you really have? What's great is people probably thought, you know what? After listening to this great song, Yeah, by Usher, let's go check out the rest of Lil Jon's catalog. Mm. And they were probably like, oh. <laughs> Okay, I'm a little uncomfortable and offended right now. But. And they thought, okay, yeah. <laughs> I Yo, see what's going someone on. Someone who used to hoop, little John used to get me amped before games. Oh, that's fantastic. Like make you want to go play like Dennis Rodman or something. Yeah. Okay. All yeah, right. Little John, he, he got you in the right mindset. Get you ready to go. All right. If you're ready to go for the NFL weekend, uh, we'll hit some of that coming up here in a second. A reminder, ball don't lie coming up, as always, with Rod and Harge as soon as we're done. 6.30 pregame for the Flex Crew, 7 o'clock kick, Vandegrift and Dripping Springs Plus. They will be keeping you up to date on everything going on in the area as we have a few teams still trying to get to that state championship level. Remember, Westlake is tomorrow afternoon at 2 o'clock at the Alamo Dome. So no updates on Westlake will not be advancing tonight, but we do believe they'll be advancing. It'll just be tomorrow afternoon at the Alamo Dome. So best of luck to all those area teams. Also, best of luck to Texas women's hoops. They take on South Florida this evening at 6. It is a 545 pregame. And remember, all those games are over on 105.3 The Bat. All right, let's go. Why today matters. We got a monster NFL birthday. Here we go. Why Today Matters, brought to you by Sinus and Snoring Specialists. Get sinus and snoring relief with Dr. Daniel Slaughter at Sinus and Snoring Specialists. 512-601-0303 or sinussnoringent.com. And he is not involved in one of the winning matchups this weekend because his team is bad. Like four and eight bad. So crushing to me as a Cowboys fan to say this about Aaron Rodgers, but it's true. He is 39 years old today. A lot of things have caught up to him, Zay. At times he still looks like Aaron Rodgers. It's kind of the team around him more than anything else right now. But that Bears matchup, it's four and eight at three and nine. A clunker of a game with those two. Yeah, four-time MVP. I mean, he just has a struggle in winning NFC title games these last few years, and mm-hmm. the talent that he has around him isn't talent that he's been used to in recent memory, but, yeah, one of the best to ever do it. People are calling him Perk Rogers now in the hood. Perk? Perk Rogers, Like, like Percocet, the drug. Kind of like Molly. Oh, they think he's on something. Oh, yeah, because he talks about, you know, a psychedelic thing. Where oh, that's right. He did the uh, he did ayahuasca all, yeah, thing. And yeah, yeah. So what did he say? In the he, hood, we call him Perk Rogers. Did you see that little smirk on his face this week when he said, yeah, you know, I've been 
getting, you know, have, de- taking all my herbs and drinking my tea. <laughs> he had that smirk on his face. Yo, he's like, not, I don't even think he's with Shailene Woodley anymore. Like, I got it when you're with, oh, girl. Yeah. Like, that's what we do for women. Like, we try to adjust to their lifestyle so they can like us more. I get it. But, yeah, all the drugs and stuff, I don't know. Weird. He needs to be tested. Does anybody drug testing him to see what know. comes up? I don't, I don't know if it's PEDs or anything, but they're going to find some stuff. I don't know what's going on there. All right, so you and I earlier in our Supreme Picks, we picked San Francisco. We picked Kansas City. What about these other two uh, winning matchups uh, for the weekend? What about Tennessee-Philly? Our man Brandon Lang said take Tennessee and the points plus four and a half. He said Tennessee's going to roll Philly. Whoa. You buy that? No. Oh, I hope he, as a Cowboys fan, you know that's what I'm rooting for. I just, I'm not sure if it's going to happen. That's in Philly, man. Yeah, I mean, I do think that's steep, minus four and a half as of right now, going the Eagles' way. Uh, Tennessee, if they can run the football, which you would like to think they can with Derrick Henry and Ryan Tannehill cannot turn the ball over, then, yeah, they do have a chance. They can control that clock, but... I mean, the Eagles, they're what, 10-1 and one for a reason? Yeah, they are. You you really got to have good Ryan Tannehill in that game. Yeah. I, I don't think Derrick Henry does that one by himself. That's a blood and guts football game, though. Yeah, it's a physical old school game. You might want to bring a couple extra chin straps and <laughs> and uh, and gurneys and gauze pads. Man, that's going to yeah, be a first rough. first aid kit needs to be right by the bench, right where we <laughs> get to it quick. That's a rough, rough ball game, man. Tennessee-Philly, that is a noon kick. What about Jets-Minnesota? Do you think Kirk Cousins is about to go 10-2 and two and get a home win? That I could see the Jets winning that game because they're riding that Mike White high. There's not much film on them and whatnot. So. Yeah, this feels like a game Minnesota will be disappointing and slip. Yeah, I can see that for sure. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I'd, I'd, I'd lean Jets there. Uh, so there's just some massive games. Cowboys and Colts. Brandon Lang says Cowboys should beat the Colts like they did Minnesota. We will see if that happens. But I'm seeing the same thing Brandon Lang is seeing, Zay. I watched the Colts and the Steelers because my wife's a Steelers fan. I'm watching it, and I watched them get after Matt Ryan, and I just thought, Parsons, Lawrence. I'm just putting guys in Van Der Esch. The, I think they should eat Matt Ryan a lot. They should smack the Colts around. Now, it's the NFL, so it may not happen. Uh, And if the Cowboys allow Jonathan Taylor to get going on the other side, this thing could get weird. But I think the Cowboys should dominate. Yeah, yeah, they should. It's in Dallas, so they got the home field advantage there. And like you said, just how ferocious this front seven is for the Cowboys. They get so much pressure on everybody, and it starts with Micah Parsons, who if we ended the season right now, I think he's defensive player of the year. So they've been terrific, and Dan Quinn, he's been dialing up the right formula to get that success that we see on the field each and every Sunday. Let's see what Kellen Moore does on that other side. Prescott under 30 or 30. We love those attempts. Give the ball to Tony Pollard, Zeke Elliott, maybe yep. Davis at times, and yeah, then let that passing game come along. And that's the secret to success for the Cowboys. And they should be able to do that for the Colts. And Sam Williams, too. Sam Williams, go get him. Yeah, go get him. Go get that old man, please. <laughs> uh, other birthdays today. Happy 41 to Britney Spears. Oh, Britney. Britney hits the 41. She's been in and out of uh, Vegas in the last couple years, hitting the residency and stuff. She should be at a Vegas residency like one. Once a year for the rest of her life. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. Just, Brandy, just make it OnlyFans. Quit BSing. Oh, come on Quit now. B- I mean, she basically does it on Instagram anyway. Hey, if she wants to, that's fine. Pic- uh, pictures up. She'd be fun. That body is still tight. 
Go okay. ahead, just go all the way out. Only fans for all the people that it's acceptable. Were, yeah, yeah, it's acceptable. Very Absolutely. Acceptable, yeah. Everybody who was around with you on those oops I did again days would very mm. much appreciate it. It's kind of the modern day Playboy if you think about it. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and speaking of that, tomorrow Katarina Vitt's going to turn fifty-seven, and for me and many people listening right now, we do still have that Playboy issue. At our houses right now. Go ahead, raise your hand if you're not with your wife or girlfriend. <laughs> raise your hand. Do you have it? The Katarina Vitt. Admit it. Admit it. Is it from 98? I can't remember the year out of the top of my head right now. Yeah, you know you do. Katarina Vitt will be 57 tomorrow. Also, uh, Ozzy, going to turn 74 tomorrow on the music side of things. As a metalhead, I've got to let you know that. Ozzy ain't performing no more, is he? Ozzy is. I don't believe he is, although he's put an album or two out the last couple of years. and they've That's actually, right. They've actually been really solid. Uh, but Ozzy's been dealing with, I think it is Parkinson's oh. that he's been diagnosed with. So I don't think Ozzy's going to be touring anymore. God, those were great shows. What a great great showman he was i always told everybody back in the day the irony that you wouldn't think of because parents were so scared of ozzy for all these reasons but yeah this fool's biting bats right yeah the the whole bat the bat incident and all the stuff that, that went on people were so scared i have never heard an artist on stage tell me that he loves me and say god bless you more than ozzy osbourne it's amazing. God bless you. Just everything. God, God bless oh. you. How many after every? I love you all. I love you all. <laughs> Thank you for coming. I love he you. He don't sound that clean no more. He I has love that you. weird mumble. You're right. Not anymore. He didn't. But it was like yes. It was like God bless you. Oh God bless you all. I love you. And just all the time. One of the first reality TV shows was him and his family. Yes. On MTV. That's how a lot of people know Ozzy. Yeah. It was <laughs> awful, but also. You couldn't help but watch it every they, week. Yeah, they redefined the genre. Yeah. They helped to really redefine that idea. Because then it was like... you Kids could take, were weird as hell. You could take ordinary folks and turn them into stars on a reality show, or you could they showed you could take known folks and then show, show us the ordinary part, and that makes them even bigger stars yeah. somehow. And yeah. now they've, done, they've recreated that a hundred times. Genius. Yeah, it is. Uh, happy birthday to Ozzy tomorrow. Also, uh, who else had a birthday today? Uh, Rick Savage, the Def Leppard. My wife's a Def Leppard freak. We love our Def Leppard. So uh, Savage, uh, 62 today. And one of my favorite tennis players ever, Monica Seles, 49 years old today. The great what if in the world of tennis. I wish we could have seen it all play out with her and Steffi Graf and not have that stabbing incident. But Monica Seles was still a badass there was a she's in the hall of fame for a period of time monica sellis was the baddest craziest best women's tennis player on the planet and even steffi graf would have told you because she was steffi's kryptonite unfortunately the dude took it away from us when he did what he did but for a while that was about as good as it got when steffi and monica got out on that court man happy birthday to sellis today almost to 50 49 years old for Celis. Wow, that's why December 2nd and a little bit of the 3rd matters to us. Up next, some stems and seeds before we get out of here, including an update on uh, Tyrese Hunter from last night and uh, how good his situation is. We'll update that injury. And then uh, the Hudson Card thing we heard this hour that I thought was uh, an also interesting. And a couple other notes before we are done. Stay with us. It's the Horn. All right, let's make the sports reference. This is Super Bowl 38, right? This is the Janet Jackson song. 
Oh, for real? This is the Justin Janet Jackson. Yeah, I'm going to have you naked by the end of this song. Right? Bam. Yeah. There it is. Justin Timberlake. I can still remember when a friend of mine called up, another music snob, and he said, dude, you're going to hate me for saying this, but for what it is, he goes, this new Justin Timberlake album is awesome. I'm like, what? He goes, it's a great pop record. You got to you gotta listen. I listened, and he was right. Yo, JT's different. <laughs> he was right. JT's different. When I knew JT was different is when he had NSYNC on BET and be in videos in mm. sync for one of their songs i think it was gone but he was rocking the fro and he brought soul to in sync which made bet say okay well let's we got these white boys on there you go how about that see and there yeah he started doing stuff on his own and yeah he became a legend justin timberlake bringing the world together yeah and that'll tie us back to happy birthday britney because they were together for a while yeah how about that what's that yeah. song about her crime a river, river. Yeah. he did her wrong low yeah. key he might have sent her crazy that was uh, because that video he had the homegirl in there. They were messing around. He videotaped it. Then he had the Britney lookalike come home and watch the video. Mm, so mm. basically, I don't know if he was implying like I was cheating this whole time, or maybe not cheating, but I got over you and Cry it, Me a River. Is Cry Me a River the best diss track that's not a rap song? Because the best diss tracks to me are rap songs. Is the best diss track that's not a rap song that song? Cause that's pretty good. It's up there. Yeah, I'm sure Taylor Swift. <laughs> I was just <laughs> going. You somebody. were thinking the same thing. <laughs> I'm gonna get home and my daughter will say, "You know who's got the best diss track?" <laughs> All right, Jake Gyllenhaal and John May. I know, I know, I know. Yeah, Taylor Swift. She's up there. She got some heat. She does. Yeah. But I, you know what? Atlanta's more set. Oh, that's a good one. Last more Good sad. point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a great one. That is a great one. All right. Uh, there is uh, Mr. Timberlake to finish it off musically today. We're glad you were with us. It was another busy show on a Friday. Thanks to Brandon Lang and Jeff Ketchum for jumping in. Thanks to Zay, of course, for all the great music and all the great comments. Zay was there today. Uh, today. Zay was there last night at the Moody Center when Texas beat Creighton. We've hit that and a whole lot more. Let's get you a little bit more with Stems and Seeds, and then we'll be done. Here we go. Brought to you by AV Consultations, 255-8678, or go to avconsultations.com. Zay, let's follow up that Tyrese Hunter story again. A lot of people were thinking maybe it was cramps last night, but we got it straight from the Longhorn folks. It was a thigh contusion he was dealing with, and the trainers told our man Craig Way last night, looks like he'll be good, and he says he's ready to go for New York. Yeah, I could appreciate him coming back in the game, and he had that dunk, so that should show you that he should be good. Good enough to play and good enough to go against Illinois in another big time game at the Garden. Did that dunk look easy to you? Too easy. Looked easy? Too easy. If I told you I dunked that easy, would you believe me? No. You shouldn't. (laughs) Yeah, I could never. I can't dunk at all, much less dunk like that. On the Nerf hoop? Yes. (laughs) No, I don't even look like that on the Nerf hoop. Not even close. Um, What'd you make of Jeff Ketchum saying he's hearing a little Notre Dame noise around Hudson Card? What'd you make of that idea? Uh, salute to Hudson Carr, because that's big time. I mean, going from Texas to Notre Dame, 
pretty blue blood, if you ask me. Man. And yeah, if he goes along and Freeman could bring him along, and that's a card does really good things out there. If you could utilize him in the right ways, he could make your offense go. Just in case you were doubting, Hudson Card went to class at Lake Travis or yes. Texas. This, yes. this confirms it. Very intelligent young man. <laughs> Hudson Card was going to class, kids. That'd be interesting. It'd have to be a grad transfer situation. But like Ketch said, Notre Dame's a little more equipped to do that than maybe some of the regular transfers because of some of their challenges. Interesting there. Just a name. That is weird. Yeah, a name to kind of throw out. We told you yesterday Tom Herman's going to Florida Atlantic. Some folks have wanted to connect those two as well. Maybe Hudson Card would consider that. And Zay, did you see Cade McNamara found a new home and he's keeping kind of the same same color scheme, but he's going black and yellow. He's going to Iowa. See that? Yeah, interesting. Yeah. You know what he wants. <laughs> you know what he wants. He wants those matchups with Michigan. He doesn't get one every year because they're east-west, but he'll probably get one. I mean, In the next two years, he'll probably get one on the schedule. Yo, he took the very good Michigan team to the Final Four last year, so it must have been tough watching yeah. them go back this year, basically, unless of something crazy happens in this Purdue game. But, yeah, that's an interesting Big Ten get. He beat Ohio State last year. He's right? the quarterback that did that, that yeah. ended the string and made everybody love Jim Harbaugh and all that good stuff. All right, ball don't lie coming up. 6.30 flex pregame, 7 o'clock kick for Vandergriff and Dripping Springs. If you're going out to the game, Zay and I will see you out there. We'll be back on Monday to talk about all of it. See you.